I really hope your mum doesn't listen to this. I yeah yeah that's 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 probably yep. Hello and welcome to An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies, the podcast that is the filthy animal to your Merry Christmas. Joining me, as always, is the man that the French can only describe as les incompetents, Sean Ferrick. I've enjoyed every moment of this. This has been wonderful. <laughs> well, you, you, you sounded like a Muppet. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know. It's been a weekend. Wait, it's like it's you been thought a weekend. Kermit... You thought Kermit, but came out with Miss Piggy. Yes! <laughs> yeah. yeah. Call me Tiny Tim. Brilliant. Um, so yeah, this week we're going to do, we're carrying on the, the Christmas vibes. I'm not going to say vibes ever again. We're carrying on Christmas vibes. with Home Alone. Home Alone's my happy place. Home Alone is just... Uh, it's just great. I mean, I don't... It's like the opening tune and then the zoom in on the house. What I've noticed is that when we hum slash rap things, it's not even close to in tune. So anybody that appreciated the Bel Air rap last week, please send me money, because that was really hard. <laughs> Enjoyed that rather a lot. Also, um, well done on you know, somewhat syncing the music to it. I'm really impressed. <laughs> so the only beat that I managed to get was... Where it goes from intro, and then there's a there's a beat where Will starts rapping, and that's exactly where you start. That's the only bit I managed to get in time. Ah, oh, nice. Um, yeah, and had to uh, yeah, acrobatics happened. I will not be doing that this week. Please do not make us rap anything. I think I made. Oh us no, rap but there's that. that death metal rap in the middle of the film that we have to do. <laughs> you know, John Candy. It's in the cutscenes. John Candy when they're in the truck. And they all poker, start rapping. Poker, 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 the poker. The star oh, of the Midwest. Gone too soon. Was it? Hmm, very much. So, before we get into that, let's do some news. News team, assemble! News has to have to be plural because we've only got one news item. Is it just new? I'm not able for this kind of interrogation. Um, <laughs> to the new, you're you're um, you're warping my mind. Make it so. Um. So uh, thank you, Albert Hogan. Ah, oh, dang it! I thought we was going to get through this. Al- this this Albert get through this episode without mentioning Albert. You couldn't but even he's... get through that sentence without mentioning him like four times. Brilliant. Um, yeah, thank you, Albert, for sending this my way. Um, it's old news by the time this episode comes out, but shit, that's how things work. Um, HBO Max is going to be releasing... Um, sorry, who owns HBO Max? Is it Warner Brothers? Yes. Yeah, yeah Warner Brothers are going to be simultaneously releasing their movies in theatres and on HBO Max. Jesus Jiminy Cricket, that is a power move to end all power moves. It's really now we've said here before um, that obviously with the pandemic of it all, do cinema releases to keep revenue flowing. I mean, by all means, sell whatever way subscriptions or tickets or whatever way they're going to do it um, to you know home premieres. And it's very interesting that they they are still doing theater releases even with releases because if I have the choice of sitting in my house and watching, let's say, Wonder Woman, 
mm-hmm. or going to the big screen. I'm absolutely going to choose my house. Especially if you've spent six hours trying to mount your friggin' TV onto the friggin' wall. Ian, did yes. you get a new TV and did you have some experiences with the new TV? Here's the actual case. Okay, this is what the news is about, guys. Nothing to do with Warner Brothers. Nothing to do with H- HBO Max. Talk to me, Goose. TV. This is just a, this is just a good segue. Oh, right, so it's in the corner. My room is a rectangle, but it's a rectangle where one wall is almost smaller than the TV's width itself. Mm. So I wanted to wall mount it because I've always wanted to do that. And now that it's my house, I can... Well, it's always been. It's not always been my house. It's over a hundred years old. But now that it's my house, I can mount it on the wall. I can do what I want. I can punch my fist through the walls. It's. I had to pull this wall apart, rebuild it. It was like Iron Man in the the cave with the, the scraps. <laughs> and I have built this. Cave. I haven't even built the mount. They posted me the mount, but I got it in the wall. But but it has to be on a certain arm because it can't sit against the wall. It has to be angled. And the best comment I had on Twitter when I put this up was, I used to install TVs on the wall for a living. This is nearly impossible. Well done. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's great. I didn't see that. That's brilliant. Vindication. Woo! <laughs> so anyway, that was hard and it hurt me, but it was worth it. Um, so long story short, I'm still going to go to the cinema. <laughs> oh, right. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that that's where that sentence was going. Yeah. I don't think it was, but <laughs> it's where it ended up. Um, once you know because we're hopefully touch wood that this comment won't age horribly uh, we're looking at a vaccine now so yeah yeah you know, I mean I really hope nothing goes wrong with this vaccine I, I'm, I'm telling you like you know kind of huh, those two do you remember when they were lauding this vaccine how many people turned into gorillas how many yeah it was just, literally the walking dead turned up Hi, Steve. Um, I don't know where that, what that was supposed to be. I don't know but, who Steve is either. Uh, yeah, St- Steve. You, you don't know Steve morning. the zombie? <laughs> Fucking Steve. Fucking Steve. Um, uh, he's good. He's good for a nibble. But yeah, so I mean, in theory, I I love the cinema. I love the act of going to the cinema. I God yes. help me, I love the ridiculous price of the cinema. But sure, look. Um, well, why do you love that? You can love everything about the cinema. You don't have to love the price. Two people in the cinema now with food and everything has set you back about 50 quid these days. It's a small mortgage, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah it, no, it is. Um, but I love the cinema. I do love the cinema. I do, so, we, well, I went... No, you didn't go to see Tenet, did you? Or did, no, you no, I did, yeah. yeah. You did risk it. It's the, we only, both... it's the only film I've seen since COVID That's hit. It. I'm assuming I saw something January slash February. I... I don't remember, no, I but don't I'm assuming I did. I did. Um, and yeah, it that hit home because I was kind of because I didn't enjoy the film. Okay, I, I yeah. risked. I may not have risked a lot, but I risked going outside to do that. Um, so I do. I, I won't be going to the cinema again. Not until um, not until the vaccine is out. But it just kind of makes you think: What's the next virus that's going to hit as well? This isn't a vaccine that is going to make the world safe. Where we can be hit by something similar again. Yeah. And if let's say let's say it does, and you know, COVID twenty one, whatever it comes along, well, you know straight away you're looking at minimum a year. Yeah, because and it will probably be harsher lockdowns because hopefully governments will have learned some lessons. And I'm not convinced about people, but maybe governments will have learned some lessons and to be a bit harsher. Um, but to bring it back to the news, um. I don't necessarily think this is the death of theatres. I think it's it's probably the death of theatres as we know them, but as long as there is 
I mean, econ- e- economics? Econ- e- economics? Economics. Economics is essentially people want something, that's your demand. So people that can give that thing will give it because they can make money from said thing. So as long as people like going to theatres and there's a demand for it, somebody out there will have theatres open for us to go to. Um, it just may you may have to travel a bit further to get to them, mm. and yeah, the price is probably going to be a bit higher. Um, so I think you'll still be able to get that experience, but yeah, the norm is just going to be stick it in your house because you can you can have a fantastic cinema system in your living room. Well, that's it. like this could be great news for TV manufacturers and like that home cinema kits um, project, you know, things like that. Yeah, that could you could see a boon in that now, which I mean. I'll, I'm cool with it. I've always enjoyed a good TV, you know. Um, yeah. I think and it's, it's the kind of thing I invest in. with other people, then cool. Win-win. Well, that too. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, do you want to come over and watch something? No. No. No, I want to watch. I don't want to come over. Theatres are closed. Are you, yeah, well, that's, that's absolutely your life all over. I want to watch. <laughs> I don't want to come over. I'll just watch. I don't want to be involved in things. Sits in the corner, heavy breathing. Um, Voyeurism is participation. Uh, uh, good. Right. Well, on that, um, Sean, have you watched anything this week that you would like to to encourage other people to watch? I have, and I, I'm not going to frighten everyone this week with more tales of horrific showgirls. No, oh I watched a film called Possessor this week, and it's really, really good. It's Brandon Cronenberg, son of... Uh, who directed this? It's starring Andrea Riseborough. You're doing so good with names, I am proud. Tell you. And uh, Christopher Abbott. Uh, a, a couple of people who, ah, uh, you know them. Th- those kind yeah, of faces, you know. yeah. Oh, and Jennifer been in Jason Lee, actually. She's in oh, it as cool. well. She's, and, she, and she's very good. And it's. Um, so it's, it's all the real world, but imagine it's kind of. You plug in and you take over someone. Right, and that is that's oh. where the possessor thing comes from, right? Yeah, there is you know agency in which somebody works for, and they get hired to do things. Generally, assassinations is kind of what they do, right? Kind of what they do. It is what they do, and so yeah, it's set up that that's what these people do. That you know, you get the brief for the next job, and it goes through all of the hows and the and the wheres, and then about. Yeah, about halfway through the film, it doesn't so much take a sharp turn, but things get mental real quick, <laughs> and it's really it. good now, I have to say. It's it's just under two hours, but it moves at a good pace, it moves at a good clip. It is, there is gore, like Cronenberg, so yeah, yeah there is stuff in it that will... I, I was looking at it going like, oh, stop, oh, please stop. Um, Only a couple of bits, though. Are we talking Tarantino, hard right turn, or are we talking... Um, Guy Ritchie, half right turn. Uh, I have not seen enough Guy Ritchie films to really understand, to be honest with you. <laughs> but no, there's always that bit where someone gets accidentally shot and this, the oh, film just yeah. snowballs from then onwards. It, sort of. So, sort of that kind of that thing. Um, vibe. Stop saying vibe. Vibe. This is your... And Ian's word of the day! It's vibe! <laughs> Vibing all over you. Oh, but yeah, 30 recommend. Um... The, it's funny the, the IMDB score and the Rotten Tomatoes score of course they both come up when you Google it yeah. the IMDB score has it at about 6 whereas Rotten Tomatoes Rotten Tomatoes has it about 94 that's weird it, it? So it, but it, it's good um, but it is if you hated it I get it 
but I loved it. <laughs> I, well, I didn't love it. Well, I, did, I did think it was very, very good. This is a very dangerous recommend. Yeah, like I have a feeling there's bits of this and they're just like, I'm not sure we're going to trust this guy anymore. <laughs> there is bits. With uh, films? Uh, yeah, just films in general. <laughs> like uh, ne- Next week. Hello and welcome to An Englishman. I read the comments. I took the feedback. <laughs> yeah. uh, you weren't on board. It's fine. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> we'll uh, carry on. I'll just insult myself every week. Yeah, please do. So yeah, so that's that's my recommend of the week. It's very good. Give it a go. Do you have anything? I do. Yeah. Um. Uh, I watched Black Klansman today actually on Netflix. Um. And all I will say is watch it. Um. I th- I love Spike Lee. I, oh, he's brilliant. I absolutely love him. Everybody needs to see this film once. Um, okay. uh, it's not a particular topic I think we have any place commenting on but it's a film that you need to watch so my recommendation is there go watch it Short and sweet. there's no way to segue from that to Home Alone <laughs> yeah like I no, really feel we probably no should have put more thought into the recommends what, like, what did yeah. you see oh I watched Macaulay Culkin do something this week I watched Richie Rich yeah, um, yeah it was fantastic it was great I don't like that film oh. um, never mind. But the Zen diagram of Black Klansman and Home Alone, they're in different postcodes, like different they they could not be further apart. Their gravitational pull actually repels each other. Um that's how far apart they are. Well, I don't know, there's a few repellent white people in Home Alone as well. That is very true. And I hope you're not talking about Buzz. I mean I who who names their child after a vibrator? Well, the the Aldrin parents did. He went on to do some pretty good things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Is he still kicking around? Hmm. He's still alive. Yeah, I think... I'm not... No, I was going to say something about him. I don't think that's true. He went to the moon. We'll leave it there. And then he came back. All right. Uh, Okay. That sounds like we skirted dangerous territory there. He went to the moon. And that's it. So, Home Alone. Um, Synopsis up front. Look at this. Um, Home Alone is the story of two terrible terrible parents one slightly less terrible than the other um that accidentally leave their child behind um for him he thinks that this is the result of a wish that he made um runs riot in the house and enjoys things until he realizes there is a home invasion plot um against him and his house um so he defends house while family tries to get back to save him man with sledge saves day yes Brilliant. Done. Yeah. Okay, so uh, thanks very much this for everything this week, guys. You know, one week I will actually write the synopsis ahead of time or read one that was put out in the last 25 years. But parent, no, not no, today. No, 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 no. Not today. We're here to bring something new to the conversation. Um, yes. I love this film. Yeah, love it, love yeah. it, love it, love it, love it. This is my Christmas happy place. Uh, yeah, Home Alone is my go-to. It's the first, whereas I think Bruce... Bruce Willis. Die Hard is the Christmas Day film for me. Home Alone is my build-up film. Home Alone is like, Christmas is here, and I'll watch that probably twice in December. Mm. Um, Yeah, just love it. It's that, like we said earlier, it's the opening music and the slow zoom into the outline of the house. Um, Oh, it just eases you in, doesn't it, to the the chaos of the first scene. Oh, it's true. Yeah, and it's it's fun. So, So, this is... It's actually, this is a John Hughes film, and I, because I, I like all the Brat Pack movies. I really yes. enjoy Breakfast Club. I, I think you don't like Breakfast Club, is that right? No, I, I, I know I'm on an island, but I just don't, I don't get it. No, no, that's I don't good. Like, like it. It's, 
It's great. Like, have you seen those? You know, Saint Elmo's Fire. Those ones. Nope. Oh, that one. I enjoyed that. That one. It's very different. It's all the same actors. It's a bit like American Horror Story. They're just kind of all right, and everyone shift seats. Um, Kept almost anthology before anthology was a thing. Kind of. Yeah. But um, I do like his style of writing. And he wrote this, directed by Christopher Columbus, who made the first two Harry Potter films. Yeah, there's a story behind that as well. Um, Christopher Columbus wasn't going to be um, making this film. He got pulled off of... What film was he doing? Because he couldn't. He didn't get on with somebody. Oh, man. Ian, your notes. Ah, oh, we'll come back to that one. Carry on, Sean. You have been placed on hold. Your listening is important to us. Um, Thank you, caller. Uh, well, as uh, Ian is checking his notes, um, yeah. So, I, I, every you, you kind of you know the setting, and I feel even the people who haven't seen Home Alone in some way have been either exposed to an image of it somewhere. You know, you get the idea of Kevin McAllister with you know his hands on his face, and you know you've Joe Pesci trying his absolute hardest to be family friendly, uh, which is just hilarious because you know. He is making Goodfellas and Home Alone in nearly the same year, so which is just hilarious. Yeah, it really is. Um, Did you find? No, it's really going to bug me. Anyway, he was um, on a film, but he didn't get on with the person, um, one of the actors. So he was asked to be removed from that. Um, so uh, John Hughes did him a solid and said, look, I've got this script. It's called Home Alone. Um, do you want to do this instead? Um, and he let him, okay. he let him, let him do that. Which is really cool. That is cool. Um, but yeah, you very nearly would. It's a complete fluke that you've got um, Chris Columbus on this film at all. That's good because it's such. I feel it's a very well directed film. Um, I like. I think it looks great. Uh, it's it's one of those. It's a pure slice of even though it it is it's nineteen ninety bang on, isn't it? Uh, nineteen ninety two. No, yeah, nineteen ninety. Sorry, yeah, because um, uh, Home Alone two is nineteen ninety two. God. And it has that sort of... It, to me, right, it feels like it is so 90s, and yet it also feels like every 80s movie ever, which is because it's 1990, it's really weird. But I think it it's might right have influenced cusp, isn't it? a lot of 90s stuff. Or, well, yeah. obviously, you know, we were... No, no I was going to say we were all poor cons- compared to them. No, like, Rockefeller <laughs> was poor compared to them. Like, that house is insane. It's like, ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, so some of the... A lot of the scenes where all of the traps are set up are actually set in a um, high school that's just down the road. Um, oh, okay. it's not. It's not in the house at all. So a lot of the scenes where everyone's getting murdered, um, it's at a high school. And it's the same high school that was used in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I think I knew that. Uh, is that that's another John Hughes one? I think is it Ferris Bueller? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, this is really going to bug me. What was the? Got it. Got so um, yeah, finally, just flashed into my head. Um, no use of Google at all. And um, he was directing National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, whatever it is. No but way. He didn't get on with Chevy with Chevy Chase at I all. I believe he is a very difficult man to get. It a, sounds to work like with. it. Yeah. Um, so he basically said to Chris Columbus, because Chris Columbus, was, uh, John Hughes wrote that as well. So he said, look, can I can't do this. I need to step away. Um, Chris Columbus felt pretty, John Hughes felt bad and said, Chris, here's the Home Alone script. What do you think of it? Um, and he was like, oh my God, this is brilliant. Let's do it. Sorry, that would have really bugged me. <laughs> Absolutely understand. No, and in fairness, now here I am sitting here talking to you while I'm also Wikipediaing it as well. Put the phone away, Sean. Um, 
So, all right, that's really interesting because now actually that's a film I haven't. Now we're here to talk about Home Alone, and we'll talk about Home Alone. No, but, neither have I. The, but the I've whole not National seen. And apparently, thing. it's like iconic, and you know, people have grown up with this film. Yeah, I think it's a bit of Americana, though. I don't think it's necessarily iconic for. It, on like, this side of the pond so much? Did you ever see A Christmas Story? Which, again, I believe is... No. Was very, very... Well, is very, very famous. Uh, because I see every year I see memes or something being shared about, you know, oh, you know, this film is whatever, 40 years old now or something. Don't you feel old? And I'm like, I don't get... The, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't get the reference. Yeah. The thing that made me feel old was that the best... The most self-aware person on the internet, I think, is Macaulay Culkin because... Yeah. When he turned 40, um, he put a picture of himself on Twitter saying, Hey, do you want to feel old? I'm 40. (laughs) You fucking dick. Yeah, literally everyone feels old because Kevin McAllister just turned 40. Jesus. Um, Actually, Macaulay Cook, let's get this out of the way early. He had an interesting adolescence. He did, and I am... so against children being in act, being in movies, and I am so against Disney casting children because at least fifty percent of them, especially from the eighties, nineties, and noughts, did not get the care that they needed. I think there are more things in place now to protect them and to guide them. I but it was right, basically yeah. here's a ton of money, here's some fame, go and become an addict of some description, and that's hideous. And gosh darn it, they do it. Um, yeah. Obviously, Drew Barrymore has been very open about how, you know, she was introduced to drugs when she was like eight. Hideous. Absolutely yeah. hideous, isn't it? Um, you, you kind of have to, I mean, obviously, there are many, many horrible. Like, we get off this topic now in two seconds, right? But there are very, very, very many horrible people in the world. But what is going on in your brain if you can look at an eight year old and hand them a line of Coke? That's ridiculous. And what's the what's the end goal there? Yeah. Like, um, yeah, anyway. it's hideous. Um, well, speaking of bad parents, um, the, the McAllisters let's do a get back to this. Yeah, number, so, don't they? So John Hurd, uh, who is the dad who's unfortunately passed away, um, and Catherine O'Hara, who is, I'm delighted, like, you've not watched Shit's Creek yet, have you? No, I haven't. You absolutely, and because she plays Moira Rose, and if you've been near the internet this year, <laughs> now the, the show has been going, it's finished up with its sixth season this year, right? But if you've been near the internet, people have been quoting her. People have been yeah, it because I she know the name. Brilliant in the role, and she's very good in this film. She is, as you say, the slightly less terrible parent. Yeah, um, and little known fact, um, she also plays the mum in Home Alone too. That is a little known fact. <laughs> I was not aware of that. Yeah, I mean, she does like a Janeway hairstyle change, but it's definitely her. You can yeah, tell. That, um, I mean, oh yeah, no, like she goes full nineties by Home Alone yeah, too. She does. So, the opening to this film is fucking chaos. Like, that is my nightmare. It, this film messes with me so much because it's got the nice, calm, opening, home alone, little house. Fantastic. To, bam, chaos. My worst nightmare, anxiety, just people running around everywhere, food everywhere, packing... A bizarre process to ordering pizza. A policeman that's just being ignored. That don't ignore the policeman, even if he is Joe Pesci. Especially mm. if he's Joe Pesci. Like, don't ignore him. Really, never turn your back on Joe Pesci. Who no. I believe is a lovely person, in case he can hear me. But, you know, <laughs> never turn your back on Joe Pesci. Absolutely not. Um, that scene is mental. Um, and uh, blah, 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 blah. Macaulay Culkin's younger brother, 
um, gets him into some trouble. This is all his fault. Oh, that's the little, right, yeah. Uh, is it Kieran uh, Culkin? It is. Um, oh, what's his name? In the, what's the character's name? Oh, no. Um, he's, he's the one that wets the bed, isn't he? He is the one that wets the bed, but we shouldn't call him that. Um, uh, man, did, no, we, a, did we, either we, of us watch this film? Oh, um, the kid that wets the bed. Interesting movie title. Fuller. Uh, fuller. No, it's not. It is, is it, fuller. Is it? It's absolutely fuller. You genius. You I think absolute I'm gonna, I, genius. It is. It'll, it'll be like Tom or something now when we check yeah. it. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's Kevin. Um, no, it's, yeah. it's, it's They're all Kevin. Every one of them. <laughs> Um, this episode's going well. No, uh, you're dead right. It's everyone's running all over the place, and then, you know, a couple of them. You know, obviously Joe Pesci's trying to uh, catch anybody. Spoiler: attention. Joe Pesci's not actually a cop, and he's there to case the house. What? Um, but uh, yeah, and then was I think the pizza guy? Does he try and get the pizza guy? Tries to get the cop to pay for them. It's like, what like, sense does that make? It's no. like you're gonna pay for this. I was like, I'm a fucking cop, you dick. No, um, but really, this is all Fuller's fault. Because if if he wasn't such a bedwetter, then there wouldn't have been such a stigma to Kevin sleeping in the room with him. I mean, mm. how bad must you feel that the punishment for the other kids is to sleep in your room? Like, what kind of a complex does that give you? That's a deeper question than I was That is deep, because he's just sat there was... sipping his milk, just like, <laughs> I drank all the coke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not realising he's the and, and the grin... As well, he knows what he's at. Like, he, you know. he knows what he's used for, and he loves it. Uh, also, worst uncle ever. Yeah, I mean, what I was gonna. This film is quite clever because it has the stereotype of every type of family member. So I think mm, that's true. Everyone in the world can probably relate to a family member in this film because they have one, and if you can't, then it's you. <laughs> oh yeah you're, you're right but this guy's like cheapskate he's getting the holiday for fucking free he's just a look what you did you little jerk yeah. oh, and the way he says it as well you just want to like don't talk to a kid like that fuck you yeah was it um, calling him a pervert as well the kid doesn't know what a pervert is when yeah. he walks in on him in the shower just yeah oh, no um, he's yes Uncle Frank not very nice uh, and yet, so nice man. kudos to the actor he nails it <laughs> so do you not think this might just be me that Kevin's dad does, does he remind you of Bruce Willis or is that just my head no I, I have to say no I don't get I that. can't look at him without I challenge you all when you next watch Home Alone to not think of Bruce Willis when you see the dad there's something he's got the Willis about him John Hurt <laughs> seriously seriously no well, just let's I mean, well, maybe this is just something that was reinforced when I was younger. Well, it's because, you know, your parents used to sit you down in front of the TV. We're going to watch Home Alone. <laughs> you know, the one starring Bruce Willis. Yeah, and it's direct sequel Die Hard, where Kevin grows up to be... Where he changes uh, well, his name Well, no, Ke- Kevin grows up to be the jigsaw killer in Saw. Which is fantastic. That is... It wasn't even viral marketing, really, because they weren't marketing anything. But that video absolutely cracked me up. Because you've so, got... Not yeah. John... Uh, What's the name of the other bandit? Oh, I, 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 sorry to actor, I can never remember his name. I can't. Uh, Marv is the character anyway. Yeah, and he's just like he knows that the um, he knows that Harry's been kidnapped, and he's just like Harry, Harry. 
don't um, know where we were going with that. I don't know either. Yeah, but it's, it's good though. We'll link that because it is. I know the video you're talking about is brilliant and yeah, he's deranged. It is hilarious. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you really fucked me up, guys. Yeah, but also the fact that his parents are banned like twice. A twice. I know, two movies. Um, but also like there, there's a sl- it's, there's so many steps that they went through yes. to forget him. Do you know what I mean? So like, many things have somewhere to go along wrong. the way just would have turned around. Yeah, who are we missing? It's just it's that it's that group. I think if you've got a small family, it doesn't happen. But mm. you've got this collective responsibility of twenty people, and it's like, well, surely you're assuming everyone else has seen Kevin, or and it's just when they're going down the line. And they're handing the luggage. And it's like, Kevin's not here. Kevin's not here. Kevin! Oh, oh, I... Oh, I, I get, just... Catherine O'Hara is just a genius at facial expressions. She as well, is. Because I think everyone, again, even if somehow... And maybe people of a certain age haven't seen this film. Like, maybe like younger, younger people um, haven't seen this. But I think everyone has seen the sit forward in the chair Kevin moment because it's brilliant <laughs> it's so good yeah. it is brilliant the, the expressions that her face goes through she's trying to rack her brain what have I forgotten what have I, the dad's just fucking clueless like he could have forgotten like, his even own even when she reminds him I don't think he's like oh okay yeah Oh, well, the yeah, other kids shit, are here. Kevin. Well, I mean, yeah. we got most of them. We did pretty good. Nine well, out of ten he's back. Walter White from Breaking Bad. I mean, to pay for that, it's a non <laughs> a long term joke now. Is oh my god, what did he do to pay for that? But I mean, yeah, he's obviously making and selling crystal meth. Yeah, he must you know, be. Yeah, to, so to pay for that, get gaff like turning on the lights, and that's about a hundred quid. Like, oh, um, I, I love that countdown that the the wet bandit, the sticky band, wet bandit, wet bandits do. Wet bandits, yeah. I think film. sticky bandits is the second. It's it is, still yeah. them, but it's the second one, yeah. Yeah, and don't ask me about how they end up bumping into fucking in New York, other side of the country. What kind of bullshit is that that you well, bump into him again? Well, I have, I have a. New York story for you, right? So, well, right. actually, it's a by proxy one. So, my folks went to New York in, I think it was two thousand and eight. No, it was, it was in the two thousands, right? Because because we went once as a family, and they went once as just the two of them, and they were in a cafe in New York, and they, you know, over, you know, Irish accent here's Irish accent. So, oh, hello, <laughs> of course hello. You all sound the same. Well, I mean, when 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 acts. No, I'm not going to try. No, nope, don't I want do a proper it. cup of pot of coffee. Okay, when That's you've got that Boston, going on around you, you can York. hear when someone says, how are you? Yeah. And um, <laughs> so they heard someone go, how are you? And they were like, oh, da, 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 da. No, they didn't know these people, but these people lived around the corner from them. Oh, that's hilarious. That's really and cool. Just, and they were just like, this is, this is New York. Like, we live in Dublin. Like, how? Yeah, I, I would argue that New York's a popular holiday destination. Fine. Whatever, well, yeah, if if they live in a million if, people there, if they live in a similar, yeah, it's 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 unlikely. I think this is more unlikely. <laughs> I think this is more unlikely. Also, I think didn't hang up. We're talking about the wrong film. Yeah, we are definitely right, talking so about the wrong film. The Wet Bandits. The Wet not Bandits. The bandits. When they do the countdown and they're so excited, like little kids, it was like and number one twenty three. Ding! Wait, 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 wait! I've got another one. I've got another one. Oh, it's so good. Um, so yeah, Kevin gets left behind. And did, was this your dream? Like when when you growing up watching this scene, did it? I can imagine it either terrified you or it was your dream. I don't know. Mm. Was well, it also? Hang on, being alone in that house. Oh, I mean, there's one yeah. thing being alone in a shack. Yeah, know? it's like you know. Oh no, you're alone in this house, and he seems to be for a kid oddly 
self-sufficient. Like he's, he's, he's quite eight. good at what he does. He, I couldn't do any of that shit when I was eight. At all. I couldn't use a washing machine until I'd moved out of home. Yeah, and if if my mum is listening to this and it's in the comments after this, she will confirm that. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I really um, hope your mum doesn't listen to this. I yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 probably yeah. That's but fair. yeah, so he's there doing because um, obviously you, you know your crazy well not your but you know to the Americans listening your crazy versions of washing machines confuse me. Why does it open on top? Washing machine opens the front. That's yeah, they're hideous. Anyway. I don't see the logic behind that. I just anyway. So there's Kevin and he's you know detergent and everything and oh he does flood the house though. Well he not flood the house but doesn't the detergent goes everywhere. I thought the Sticky Bandits flooded the house. No, th- no, sorry, they f- literally flood the house, but doesn't he yeah. put, like, way too much detergent yeah, in? Yeah, I think he... Yeah, that's kind of the joke, isn't it? That he, yeah. yeah he, he's seen this done before, but doesn't know the measurement, so he just overloads it. But 25... When I rewatched this film, 25... No, I'm going to be less generous than that. 50 minutes to an hour of this film is people doing really fucking mundane things. So is is Kevin either going shopping or doing the laundry or watching a movie or eating food? Is watching the family at an airport trying to book a flight, and then it's a mum on a road trip with a polka band. Then there's 15 minutes of killing Joe Pesci and the other guy. Well, there there is that, yeah. And then resolution. yeah, there's a surprisingly small amount of that, isn't there? It is lit 15 minutes on the nose. I timed and that's it because, what it's remembered for. And that's what it's remembered for. And I swear to God, it takes up half the film, but it doesn't. I think it's longer in Home Alone two, um, but and I do think it's better in Home Alone two because he's got an entire like warehouse to play with. Um, he's a bit limited. Oh yeah, like, no, in Home Alone two, he is a sociopath. He's he takes it way way like this goes too far. Um, my, one of my favourite behind the scenes thing was that Chris Columbus and um, Chris Columbus was asked about the stunts because they had obviously stunt men do do the stunts, but there was no like complicated rigs. It didn't have a massive budget. This film, um, the guy that was doing the stunts for Joe Pesci also did the stunts for Macaulay Culkin because they just got a really short guy to do it. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's that so is good. Ridiculous. So so good. Um, but Chris Columbus was our, a lot of this came from the the Netflix documentary, the movie, the movies that made us. Um, oh yeah, of course. So loads of behind the scenes stuff came out, and he was asked, "So which stunt scared you the most?" Because the film's famous for the stunts, mm. and he just said all of them. <laughs> <laughs> None of us on set laughed at the stunts as they happened because they didn't know if anybody was getting up again. <laughs> So the four times that like Joe Pesci or the stunt double is thrown off the stairs and lands square on his back God. that just happens like all of that stuff happens to a person the paint tins in the face all of it they get they just get thrown back and land on their backs and he said he could only laugh when they stood up and they rewatched the footage and they're like now we can laugh at it now, now you're you're alive yeah great you're good. cool ah, fine there's a there, there, I, I, there's loads of funny videos about doctors, you know, kind of ranking the um, injuries that they go through. Oh, that's like, no, like they would have died. That, that no, kills them. Yeah, the, the flamethrower <laughs> to the head. Like, that's it. He's dead. Oh, that. man, that's so but good. No, there, was, there was a funny thing where there is a movie which I have forgotten the name of, but I'll, we can put it in the description of the episode or something, but it's basically a Christmas horror movie. Right? It's a black comedy. Yeah. And... The, the whole conceit is that there's a kid who's basically Kevin. But Kevin, if he was like an active 
psychopath. Oh, right? that's awesome. And they do they do the paint can scene. And you're kind of expecting to laugh until it completely shatters a guy's skull. <laughs> it shot really in. well because it's a yellow paint can, right? So you see the yellow paint can comes down and then suddenly the uh, yellow turns to red. Oh, that's well, awesome. It's done really well. I have to... We'll keep... You while you fill the silence, yeah, I will well, I'm be. I'm going to yeah. fill it with Joe Pesci because That's he right, was yeah. he was actually hot off of Goodfellas, um. So he was very much in like he's a method actor, so he was very much in a um a Scorsese mindset, um. So he was swearing like a fucking trooper throughout this whole film. The video outtakes are hilarious because it's just him going motherfucking shit the fuck ow. Just like because it was over the top, and then they'd have to redo the scene because you can't swear. And Chris Columbus was like, "Please don't swear in front of, please don't swear all in front of, of all the kids, please." Yeah. Uh, that movie was called Better Watch Out. Better Watch Sorry. Out. That sounds it's like very an awesome good. title. It's it's very very good. Um, uh, it is funny because like, who along the way said, "Do you know who'd be great in this film?" Joe Pesci. Let's get Joe Pesci for this film. Interesting you say that, because Joe Pesci was famously not the first choice. Can you tell that who did the background reading this week on the film? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying this. I'm not so, um, tell me, Ian, who was the first Who was the first choice? So, I feel quite justified in this. I always get Joe Pesci and Bob Hoskins confused, and Danny DeVito. For me, the three of them are interchangeable. Especially Danny DeVito and um, Joe Pesci. No? I would say, yeah, Danny DeVito and Joe Pesci, yes. Less less Bob Hoskins, but I get it. I get oh, it's only because Bob Hoskins from. is English, but it's still it's the same kind of thing. But funnily enough, Danny DeVito, Bob Hoskins were the first choices ahead of um, Joe Pesci. Um, Kurt Russell and Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> Fucking hell! Can okay. you imagine Kurt Russell doing it? Tommy Lee Jones, I, I think, would have actually murdered one of them. I yeah no I think yeah exactly so like you know kind of like hey it's it's that Family Guy skit I've got a tarantula bang bang shot absolutely yeah. like this now there's game no over game yeah. over and um, Phil Collins um but I think that was more of a stunt casting thing really but it's like they were going for a look like we want a bald man yeah that's a bit round to play this part Phil Collins could do it um and Robert De Niro apparently but that one's just rumored um hey you looking at me kid. Could you imagine that? Yeah, no. <laughs> no. I mean, I guess if you're if you're if you're in your thought process, you're thinking Joe Pesci. I guess Robert De Niro is not that out there. Yeah, because it's the the Goodfellas vibe. If that's the route that you're yeah. going, like failed mobster turns burglar, um, then I guess that's where you... Daniel Stern was initially ah, yes. cast. Well, no, no, sorry, I've just misread that. Um, no wait, no, Daniel was, Stern's the other wait, guy. He's Marv, no, is. isn't he? Yeah, no, no, it is. Yeah, sorry. So Daniel Stern is Marv, um, but he wasn't the first choice um, because uh, the budget was so tight that they were um, getting paid for four weeks. No, getting paid for six weeks of um, filming, but it was going to take nine weeks, and that's how tight. They and everyone agreed that okay, cool, that's fine. We all want to be in this movie. Um, okay, but he was just like, nope, not doing it. Um, and then, um, duh, 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 uh, do you know who that actor was, or? He was replaced by Daniel Roebuck, but I don't know who Daniel oh, Roebuck is. I'm confused now. What does he? What does he? Does he? Does he look familiar? So, so hang on. So Daniel Stern is not the. No, um, Daniel Stern is the actor, but he turned so, it down and then came back. 
Oh, okay, right. With you now. With you now. Um, so what's he been in? Matlock. Don't Mister. Not a lot. I think was he in those Caddyshack movies or? It looks like he did things in the eighties and then nothing else. Um, ah, I see. But yeah, eventually, yeah. Apparently, he had no chemistry at all with Pesci. Um, but Stern and Pesci had worked together on. Interestingly, this this film has got so many weird little facts. They worked together on a film um, that they were both cut from. <laughs> no, and I can't remember what the name of the film was. But um, yeah, no, I haven't got it. But anyway, they were they were both in a film, and both their characters were cut from it. But they'd had scenes together. Um, so yeah, he was brought back in, and yeah, he's looked back back on it and said, "Thank God." That I came back and did it because it is oh, yeah. it's his favorite yeah. role. Well, it's just things like that. Um, we discussed this on the Halloween episode. Christopher Lee turned down Halloween and always then said it was the biggest mistake of his career. Absolutely insane. Um, it was apparently it was Robert De Niro that recommended Joe Pesci because they just come off a of Goodfellas together. He was like, "Look, I'm not going to do this, but gotcha. my man Joe Pesci is probably perfect for it." Um, so yeah, really, really, really cool. <laughs> Do you know what I just read? Sorry, IMDb, right, full credit. Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern felt indifferent about the movie's potential during shooting, so they intentionally gave over-the-top performances, neither one of them believing the movie would become a massive success. <laughs> but that's that is brilliant, gas. isn't it? It's the people that are so iconic and in your head now could have very nearly not been in it. And maybe yeah. that's the difference between some films that don't make it. Maybe if Home Alone hadn't got those people it wouldn't be as iconic as it is now. Because um, you, you wouldn't have had... It would have been... You laughed it off because it was ridiculous. Or it just... The jokes don't land because you haven't got the right people doing it. I mm. mm. um, absolutely love it. Um, so, yeah, eventually... Oh, well, should we just talk about the the killing? <laughs> yeah, well, exactly, yes. How many people do these guys... Try? Oh, this is great. Sorry, I just... Yeah, I love this film so much. Um, and also, like in fairness, Macaulay Culkin is... Very good in this film. He is a very good young actor in this film. He is. Not Oscar stuff, but he's 10. You know, he's... And he has to carry the scenes on his own as well. He's not really bouncing off of anybody. Yeah. And the vast majority is just him. And like I said, the one thing I do hold against the film now is there's so much of him just enjoying life as a kid. But I guess that's the magic of... Like, for me personally, that would have been awesome. Like, house to myself for three days. It would have been incredible like that's a dream come true yeah. but, but also and now in fairness your your family is just the worst oh, just so, I, mean, I totally understand that yeah just just <laughs> terrible terrible people. mom dad i still want my christmas presents don't cancel christmas i love you <laughs> and they're just like yeah we're going on holiday and you're not going with us you know what we didn't forget <laughs> oh you've literally uh, been home alone now <laughs> yeah yeah having a house that you can run around in is incredible i literally have no idea what that feels like no, it's um, bonkers, isn't it? Like, he yeah. can run up and down the hallway, which is ridiculous. Yeah, like, I, I have a house that if you lean forward, you hit the other wall. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm slightly exaggerating there. Oh, not by much. Um, <laughs> it ain't a house. Um, it's a tent. So there's the charming little bits where he's cooking himself dinner. We, we've gone yeah. through all that. And then there's the sick pleasure we get in watching him trash his brother's room. It's so good. You know that's going to... like, And everywhere, I, I've done that. I've put my foot on a shelf where it's... I knew it wasn't stable and it has given way. Let's just say that. But he gets to the very top um, and just right. destroys everything. I don't, maybe this movie is the reason I don't like spiders. Um. Yeah, could be. Could be. Because I was thinking, I think, I think 
possibly we were talking recently, and I don't know what happened to me as a kid, but, you know, for years, I, I still am arachnophobic, but I'm a lot better than I used to be because my partner is way more arachnophobic than I am. <laughs> so that has helped me somewhat get over it. But, yeah, for, I particularly yep. the spider on the face. Well, for me, it's crowbars because it's that fucking crowbar that does the damage. Are you crowbar phobic? I am now because the spider just fucks off on its oh. merry way, and then Mary just Marv just beats the shit out of him with a crowbar. Marv, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you like, doing? There's no two ways about it. I know you, you suspension of disbelief or uncanny value. He would cave in his chest. <laughs> he did. There's crunching. He oh. absolutely breaks at least four ribs. Must um. do. Absolutely must <laughs> oh, do. Brilliant. Yeah. He doesn't give in. Like even right, even if the tarantula didn't move, it stays still. He he would have ploughed through the tarantula and Absolutely. into his chest. So then you would be dealing with broken ribs, <laughs> a ruined jumper, and, and a you broken know, spider. And absolutely, and then yeah, a spider that has become one with your innards. Yeah, the best case yeah. scenario there is the spider walking away because now you don't have you still got the broken ribs, but you haven't got the mess to deal with. Now you no now nobody's calling you Spider Man. No, Aww. I, I mean they are they're obviously two of the worst crooks in the world uh, and yes they do manage to get into an awful lot of houses like they're, they're not the that, plan doesn't but... seem all that bad because i mean the problem is they leave a calling card the the mm. wet bandits so they flood everything so that's never a good idea but they get into the whole week they do snippets of them being in other people's houses and stealing everything mm. they could have got away with it if it wasn't for that pesky kid nicely done they just met uh, their match yeah that, that, that was it and um, and I think as well, maybe you know when we were of an age watching this, you know, you know, oh, it's so great to see a kid, you know, beating the adults. You yeah, know? Uh, and that's I think that's part of the fun of it as well. It's whatever else about everything else. It's just like, go on, Kevin. It you is. Know? But I was, I and mean, then you're all you're kind of rooting for them because they're lovable until they catch him. And then it's oh, just it does like, get really... Actually, no, now, no, no, again, no. IMGB, you might know this already, but in that scene... Yeah, okay, I see you nodding there. So do, <laughs> I do know you where you're tell going. This? No, you go for it. Right, so it's the finger, jo- isn't it? Joe Pesh <laughs> actually bit Macaulay Culkin's finger, leaving a scar. <laughs> so he obviously didn't just do a little... He obviously just did, like... Yeah, he was bleeding right. um, in one of the rehearsals for it. Um, fucking method actors, man. Like, <laughs> And... Scene spits out the top of the finger. <laughs> You'd um, want to sew that back on. Oh, oh. yeah. Anyone got any ice? Yeah, famously, um, he wouldn't interact with um, Macaulay Coken on set. Just he wanted to remain scary, so he was just good job. Yeah, you fucking worked. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah. So when on the topic of rooting for for Kevin, I love his logic um, when he's doing the shopping. So the cashier is interrogating him, uh, like, where's your parents? It's like, you alone? And he's just like, lady, me, bubby, baby, I'm eight. (laughs) Would I really be shopping all on my own? Think about it. And that's enough of an explanation for her. She's like, cool, good story. I can't remember. Where does he get the, how does he pay for that? Uh, I should remember. I watched it an hour ago. It's in Buzz's room. Um, he gets Buzz's oh, stash for shopping, um, and it, the stash is on the very, very top shelf. Um, it's like, yeah, right. You know, if you're gonna nick your brother's money, 
I mean, at least he's doing it shopping. with laundry. Yeah, he's doing it with yeah. shopping and whatnot. That's cool. I love as well that they joke about at the end, you know, and the family eventually arrives back or whatever. They're like, you know, basically, I, I, oh no, sorry, we've nothing in it for dinner, basically, they say. And he's like, no, I, I got the shopping. And they all I look at him it. like he's got two heads. I'm like, you did what? the shopping? What? Yeah. That's the um, bit I don't buy so much. Because there's no way I was going to the shops on my own at eight. I wouldn't know where the shops were. Oh, you see, no, we were latchkey, uh, latch, latch, how, no, what's the phrase? I have no L- idea. La- latchkey kids or latch door. Anyway, it means you're, it means basically younger children, not like three or four, but who uh, have keys to the house and, you know, come and go because parents be working or something. But yeah, so we were, I think, we were youngish, we were possibly eight or nine because we were living in a very safe area at the time. Mm. Uh, not that we didn't then move to the ghetto or something, but no, we, we were living in a really safe area at the time. So, you know, whereas today you would never dream of letting your eight-year-old walk outside, which no, is obviously... it's too many stories, isn't there? Just... Exactly, yeah. Let, less we talk about that, the better. But, yeah. at, you know, at the time, I was never kidnapped. So, you know, it worked out okay. Well, maybe they just, maybe they just didn't want me. So they'd um, have made a film out of you if they had. Yeah, well, that, that's true. Yeah, actually. <laughs> Ferrick! <laughs> That movie gone, baby gone. You're oh, looking at the inspiration. Dark, um, dark, dark. Yes, dark. actually, uh, potentially cut that one out of the episode. I'm not going to lie to you, but um, <laughs> yeah, that's going to bug me until I get that phrase. Anyway, latch, do- latch door, latch door. Kid. It's a definitely an Irish thing. Like that's yeah. not Every, something everyone I'm who's listening with. to this. Please, would you comment on what that is? Because immediately, gonna bug me. I, right I could now. Google it, but I like audience participation. Yeah, we've already um, spent 51 minutes of googling this as we go. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, did you even watch the film? No, have you even seen Home Alone? Yeah, I did. I just retained nothing. Ironically, the only thing I retained this time is the score. <laughs> ah, nice, nice, brilliant. Um, I, like, I love. I actually, I love the description. So I had a John Williams CD. So of course it's John Williams because it's a yeah. movie. Between 1975 <laughs> and it's now, a movie you've heard of, he did it. Yeah, um, and someone described it as sorry. The liner notes to the CD I had described it as it has the perfect mix between fantasy and horror movie in terms of a score. Yes, absolutely, you're spot on. Um, in fact, the um, more behind the scenes, um, the scene with the boiler, um, the furnace in mm. the basement that's really, really scary. This nearly went Freddy Krueger because that was going to be a dream sequence and the stove was going to come to life and chase Kevin out of the house. But that that, that scene itself was going to cost a million pounds to animate and CGI. No. No? No. no, Not it's doing no, it's a, that's, I that's thought you were just going to prove me I, wrong. I am the producer going, <laughs> no. Uh, no. That is, that is nearly 10% of our budget. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> We shan't be doing that, Kevin. How, uh, also, how, for what would probably end up as you know a few seconds of screen time. Yeah, and know. it take it would have taken you out of the movie as well because yes, it random dream sequence. It's well, it's, actually, the boiler itself. Well, is, it's silly enough. Yes, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. because there's a face in it, and that's effective enough to be scary. And I mm. that would have scared me as well. Um, and him overcoming it, just telling it to shut up, is brilliant. I love it. It is. A, it's a great moment. It is. Um, so, just to get this off my chest, he doesn't eat a single spoon of mac and cheese. I know, it bothers me so much. I don't get, like, as I'm going through baiting them with golf clubs and irons to the face and everything, I'm still sitting there with it. I might have put it in a Tupperware. Just something. It's sat there on the table, like, steaming hot, bing. 
he knows what time it is. He's a smart kid. He can tell the time. He knows it's coming up to eight o'clock or whenever it is. They're gonna break in. Why eat your meal? Why eat your meal then? He was never gonna have enough time to eat that meal. Really annoyed me. It's whole, not like they just you know what, that, that unravels the whole film for me. Yeah, that's completely. spoiled it. Yeah, that's just you know now the rest. I think the rest of the film is now bullshit because of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it's it, it bothers me way more than it should. It's it really does. An untouched. It's a Star Trek thing as well. The amount of meals they make in Star Trek that they don't fucking eat. They're just that, sat there meeting over. Bye. What about the food? And, or breakfast? Yeah. Uh, particularly, and I'm sorry for generalizing, but in movies, American kids at breakfast time, you have a buffet yeah. that has been set out for you on the kitchen table. Because somebody's obviously got up five in the morning to start preparing all these <laughs> waffles and pancakes and everything. And they go, I'm just going to grab an apple and I'm going to go, get the fuck back in here <laughs> and down. you fucking eat that. You do not leave until you're fat, all right? Dad is just like, it's half a swig of orange juice and half a slice of toast out the door with the briefcase. I was like, the croissants. No wonder she's having an affair. <laughs> like, you obviously do nothing around the house, you Somebody's got to eat that breakfast. Um... And th- today is the day we learn, like, you know, so right, whenever we go to each other's houses, it'll be, okay, you eat everything that's on the plate. I am everything. Yeah. Or just serve your meals at an appropriate time. Don't what serve them when you know you literally have to leave for school or people are about to break into your house. What time did you say your flight was? Yeah, it's good. I've put on a roast. Yeah. <laughs> Sit yeah. the fuck down. Um, you know what this film it's... does have, though? Um, the, sub, sub, the subplot of Old Man Sleddy... Um, oh yes that is that could easily be missing from the film and it's still a film it's still the the only thing he does is bonk bonk Joe Pesci on the in head in terms of yeah yeah. So in, in terms, terms of, of like, resolution yeah but it's an extra layer of heart that it gets me that story with how mm. just how kind he is and how cruel children are to make stories up about him and it's really the the reason that he doesn't see his granddaughter is really simple. He doesn't get on with his son anymore. That's just how much more relatable do you want to be than that? There's no complicated story. There's no affair. There's no yeah, I stole all of their money. It's just yeah, we drifted apart, and the result is I can't see my granddaughter. <laughs> yeah, no, it's when it's something simple like that, and as you say, it, it's one of the things that gets me. The older I get the more it gets me. Yeah, now, that's I, I, the bit that I cling spoiler to Spoiler alert, more. I don't have children, so but hopefully I won't experience this. <laughs> no. Um, I may just uh, edit that to be, I don't have children and hopefully I won't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or no, I don't have children. That I know of. Yeah, um, always a good one to end with. Yeah, there's that as well. Like, you know, knock, knock, knock. Hey. Are you my daddy? Um, Sorry, guys, that one took a bit of a left turn there. <laughs> did a bit. But yeah, it's that, that, that lovely, lovely, lovely... Resi- and it's obviously all without a word as Kevin looks through the window at the yeah. end. And, oh. uh, you know, it's... it's just hugging his son and his granddaughter and the wave. And yeah, it's just... It's that... It's the heart the film needs. It's so, so good. Mm. But you can you can see it just being cut out as like, well, we haven't really got... Because the, the film's an hour and 45, so you can probably make it an hour and 30 just by snipping out his bits and you could yeah. have seen them maybe doing that but it it really adds it and it's what I dare say is missing from Home Alone 3, 4 and 5 wasn't 5 like a <clears throat> backdoor pilot I think they were going to do a TV series and 5 was 
a, oh, you know, man, a long you, episode of what they were going to do. You know, hundred percent more than I know. Three was, it's like obviously not as good as the first no. two, but I remember enjoying three. Is am I right in thinking three has got Anakin Skywalker? No, no. I know it. No, he looks like him. Right. Okay. Um, cool. No, do you know you? Are you thinking of Jingle All the Way? Because that's that Anakin is Skywalker. Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Anyway, though, less said about. So they were going to do what? Oh, you were going to say less said. I was going to say, do not bad mouth Jingle oh, All the no, Way. Oh, Jingle All the Way is classic. I love it. Okay, we may have right, to do yeah. that this month as well. Love it. Love yeah, it. Love okay, it. Love cool. it. Love it. Yeah. Um, but so they were going to Back to the Future the um, Home Alone 2 and 3, they were going to make Home Alone, film Home Alone 3 back-to-back gotcha. with Home Alone 2. Um, but no, they weren't going to set it in the Wild West. <laughs> that wasn't, yeah, was like that a, wasn't the plan. I like it. Um, I like it. I like how that turned <laughs> But apparently Macaulay Culkin is the one that said, I don't want to do a third one. I've kind of done it. Um, Understandable. Like, Fair enough. And to his yeah. credit, yeah, he's known for Home Alone, but I think he's just as much known for his other films as a child as well. There was well, there was a couple he was in obviously before this, but there was one where I think it's called the Bad Seed or the Bad Apple or something. Yes, it's kind of a horror movie. It is. You're right. I, that rings a bell. I couldn't tell you anything more about it. Yeah, but there was a film that he was in, and wait till you see this segue. There was a film that he was in called Uncle Book, oh, which starred film. John Candy. Yeah. Who is obviously in this film? Now I love Uncle Book, and I—it's a year since I've seen it. I don't know no, if it stands brilliant. up to a rewatch, but I well, absolutely loved it as a kid. Uncle Buck is the reason that um, Macaulay Culkin is Kevin McAllister. Just um, do me a quick favor, will you? Yes. Say his name again, because Ma- you know, I think you've pronounced it differently Ma- Ma- every Macaul- time Macaul- you said it. Macaulay Culkin. Maca- that was it? perfect. That was—I think we've had Corkin. Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. Culkin. I yeah, do no, no, struggle no. with his his name. Macaulay. It, there's a Culkin. lot of syllables for one name. I mean, this coming from a guy called Whittington. <laughs> <laughs> so exactly. So you've exhausted all of your like mouth muscles just saying your own name. Yes. Along I can't the way. do that as well. Macaulay Culkin. 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 And that is now how you should Unique, forever pronounce it. Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> yeah, who's from Finland? Anyway, um, Kevin McAllister. Um. He was, um, yeah, so obviously John John Hughes made Uncle Buck as well. Mm. Um, and yeah, he was just like, look, this is, it's going to be him. You can audition for other kids, but he yeah. is Kevin You might be legally required to hold auditions, but... Yeah, it's going to be Kevin. Don't tell them to work very hard. Exactly. Yeah. Don't, don't give them any biscuits in the waiting room. They're not going to get it. Um, so yeah, you can't have Uncle Buck with... You can't have Home Alone without Uncle Buck. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Um... um John Candy is brilliant in this. Uh, Apparently, imp- again, you you probably know this, dear. So improvised all of his yeah, lines. Yeah, I was about to say it. Brilliant. It, much to Catherine O'Hara's um, horror, because she's not an improv lady. So she's just all of her nod alongs are genuine. She's like, nope. <laughs> when he's going through all of the different like polka iterations, and she's just like, yep, no, <laughs> no, yep. I have nothing. I can't beat John Candy at this. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, it's. Again, another element of the film that could have been skipped over. Like, yes. You had to see the family, to not hate the family, you had to see them trying to get home. Yes. Right? That's, because that's part of the gag. Um, obviously, there's the, the great gag of it all. Is that, you know, the only thing she doesn't do is, <laughs> you know, negotiate peace in the Middle East along yes. the way home. You know, and then gets her. And they rock up two seconds oh behind her. Oh, God. Just the pain um, of it. The pain oh, of it is my. so good. Um <sighs> There's two right. So Buzz makes a lot of sense when they're in the um, when they're in the house, and one of the daughters 
who interestingly goes on to be, I think it's a Taekwondo Olympic athlete um, in the real world. She like was in okay. the 2000 Olympics um, and, and won medals and shit. So yeah, interesting fact. Amazing. Yeah. She's like, this is so stupid. We're here. Kevin's over there. We're not going to have Christmas together. Um, and she's like, Buzz, aren't you worried about him? And he's like, no, I'm not. I'm not worried for three reasons. And then goes A, B and D. <laughs> and Sorry. The three reasons are he's not that lucky. And um, we have a fire alarm. <laughs> great. The fire alarm's going off. He's still going to burn to a crisp. Um, yeah. And see, they live on the most boring street in all of America. I was like, you know what? And in fairness, he's not wrong. Laura Beveridge is some right. of his things. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. Kid's gonna be yeah. all right. If yeah, if it was, what? But also, like, surely a neighborhood like that one surely has a neighborhood watch. You would think, wouldn't you? They uh, wouldn't go on holiday all at the. There's the movie falls apart if you start doing that kind of shit. <laughs> that's true. Also, yeah, and the cop that actually does go to the house. I mean, he is... Talk about Les Incompetent. Just fire that man entirely. Yeah. It's, oh, it's crazy. I don't understand the confusion either. Like, break into the house. Like, what was he expecting? Was he expecting Kevin to, to open the door? And then just like, yeah, no, your kid's in there. He's fine. Did you, mm. did you mm. grab him? No, 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 he's fine. I just left him to it. He was having a great time. <laughs> I don't get the I'm outcome conf- there. This might be a very silly thing that I'm after forgetting. Why didn't they ring the house? Um, I, I no, think no, there no, is a they reason. Did ring, no, they did ring the house, but he's hiding under the bed. But I don't know why, why they don't ring, ring the house. Yeah, I don't know why they don't ring the house more. Yeah. Like, just have somebody constantly ringing the house. because Ex- if, Until he picks up. Because exactly. if he doesn't pick up, your kid's dead. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. eventually he'll pick up. And if he hasn't they by really this point... They really are quite calm, yeah. considering the stakes. Something's happened. Um, I do love the scene when she's ringing the police station though um, and she keeps getting transferred backwards and forwards and she's like yeah got a lady on line two she sounds kind of hyper and just passes her back hey hyper on two and she's like don't transfer me pick up her kind of mini breakdown in you know she's in the light and oh. it's the usual thing like this scene has been done to death which is you know I'm having a freak out because you're telling me I can't get on the plane it's like look at the pl- the plane's in the air what am I supposed to do get them to reverse um, and yeah, obviously the lady behind the desk, or yeah, the lady behind the desk is being very, very calm, and that the old people are trying to gouge her as oh, well. Like, you know, I'll take your Rolex and yeah, I'll take your watch. And Just everything. give her the ticket. Yeah, and then of course John Candy says everything. But that thing, I obviously because we side with her because we're yeah. like, you know, oh, she has to get home, and I really, you know, she's worried about her kid. Or check better before you leave next time. Um, <laughs> Be a better mum. Yeah, but it's so funny because it, I think it's the one time where we see someone in that situation where we're not like, ha! Yeah, sucks to be you, dickhead. Yeah. It's but like, you... and don't tell me you haven't done this, when you're sitting on the bus and you see somebody running to the bus <laughs> and it drives Way. past, don't tell me that you've never done. <laughs> so I was giving the hand gestures there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's... Man, that bring that's the other bit of heart in this film. It does bring a tear to your eye, doesn't it? She is pleading, just get mm. me on the plane. And then Mr. Candy just comes along and saves the day. And she's just so... She can't articulate. And it's no deal to him. Doesn't mean anything. He's, He's We're going that way anyway. We're heading that yeah. way. But it is everything to her. Yeah, um, yeah I love it. It's a... To get, to get all warm and fuzzy and philosophical, it's a little bit of an example of, hey, listen... 
just be good to people because you don't know what that one gesture will mean to somebody else. Exactly. You know? Just be nice. Just, it might be yeah, a surprise. Be sound. So, you know, having said that, uh, no, actually, it sounds like I'm about to take it back. But no, her story probably equates to about 10 minutes of screen time. Yeah, it's... Um... It is quite interesting, isn't it? Like the the bits that you really remember the film for don't take place <laughs> very much. Um, I think my favourite bit, just to jump around a bit, my favourite bit of the um, the beatings at the end is when they've managed to they both managed to make it into the house, Marvin and Harry, and then they meet each other in the hallway, and, and Marvin's just like, why? Oh. Are you, <laughs> why have you? T- now Harry's like, why have you taken your like shoes off? Yeah, and I was oh, like, yeah. why are you just like a chicken? Like two ridiculous questions. Like, like this is where we are now. Like this, this, things, things have we happened. Agree to never talk about this. We've been through some shit. Let's get this kid. Biggest wince of the entire film, out of all of the injuries, out of all of the traps and everything. The nail. The nail. Oh, I don't care oh. that it's a rubber foot. I don't care. Oh. I just no. It's and it's the moment. Just before he makes a noise. Yeah. It's the moment of realisation. It just goes in a little bit oh. further than is comfortable, isn't it? <laughs> I would argue at all well, because is you, further than is comfortable. It's true, but you should have re- reflexively pulled your foot away, not continued. You don't. You should have on- also let go of the door handle. You should have pulled your head out from <laughs> well, underneath the fire. We are true. not dealing with... But that. We're either not dealing with people who are the full shilling, or we are dealing with supermen. And they Kevin just care. got really lucky at the end. Yep. Oh, man. But, yeah, you don't step on the Lego brick harder <laughs> when it happens. <laughs> also, I, I, I love that. It's the worst curse you can give someone. It's like, oh, my God, I didn't like you very much. I hope you step on a Lego. So, for D&D people, anybody Dungeons & Dragons out there, if I say step on a D4, you'll know exactly what I mean. It is a pyramid, and that is worse than ah. stepping on a Lego brick. And if you're playing... Oh. Oh, it will just jump to your foot. Day, I, I got new lights for, for Christmas, right? And I plugged them in. I, and I just, whatever <laughs> way I was kind of putting away the wrappings or whatever, I didn't realise. Now, the plug cover. Oh. So, the, you know, the plastic yeah, thing that yeah, sits yeah. on the plug had fallen onto the floor. I, I missed it by a millimetre. Oh, I thought you were going to say that you slipped over a bunch no, of like, micro machines that were spread out all over the tree. I was like, has somebody come and sabotaged your house? And that's the, like a, this is not a dare to anyone, but no, I'm pretty pretty secure here um, because of dogs, many dogs, and uh, <laughs> I mean, cats with guns. It's your t- uh, it's your tent, and you have to defend it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Love a bit it. of field. But, uh, hope. What is it? Uh, you know, I hope you can cross this field in nine seconds because the ball <laughs> can do it in ten. <laughs> I love it. That's so good. That's brilliant. Trespassers will be shot. Survivors will be shot again. <laughs> <laughs> oh terrible, man terrible people I know we are um, you know what the other just oh, another genius scene with this, the drunk Santa um, and he's oh, yeah. he's done his bit for the day he's been giving out toys he, he's like putting out a cigarette because he sees Kevin running up to him he's like reattach the beard and the, the child brilliance of it of I know you're not Santa and he's just like oh okay but I know that you work for Santa I was like oh Fine. You still can't cross his dream. It's so good, and send him a message. Isn't that like, and like he's he's clearly obviously you know 
I don't know if he's a drunk drunk, but he's drinking away. And or I think he did he ever take as you say, definitely about the cigarette. I think does he take a swig of drink or something I'm, as well? I remember a hip flask, which is worrying considering he gets into a he gets into a car. Yep, yep. So. But All hey, of that is, Kevin gets a Tic Tac out of it, which is pretty cool. And that's it. So he's still, you know, you've got to get something from Santa. A <laughs> little bit of product placement. Um, well, that too. But yeah, this, what I remember the most watching it again with a, an analytical pair of eyes is how short the beating scenes are. Like, there's only about four or five set pieces in it, and then it's it's game over. It's in the in the neighbor's house and then bonk on the head with the sledge. Oh, that's true, yeah. It's not even in... No, it's... Yeah. It's, it's the great lie of this film. It's not it even is. in the McAllister house when they get their comeuppance. Um, yeah, it's the but, fall up the stairs. It's grab the... Grab the I think, who has the best journey? Marv or Harry? <laughs> or the oh, worst? It's nearly even, maybe <laughs> Harry... I think Harry does. I think he gets hurt more. He's Because he gets the fire on the head. Yeah. He's the one with the spider on the chest. And then the broken ribs, yeah. Yeah, uh, and the burnt hand. Yeah. So I think Whereas, all, I kind of... Marv's, I feel Marv less... Marv does step on the nail. Well, he steps on the nail, and then he steps on the broken decorations, and then continues right. to step on the broken baubles. Yeah, he does just... it to himself a lot. Um, and what was the... And fir- the iron falls the, on uh, Oh, no, 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 that's the worst. That goes through me. It's the mark that it leaves on his head. Because it looked like no one, no, no one, Kevin. Like, there's an unrated cut where that iron is on. Well, there's a, there's an unrated cut where it's not flat; it's edge on, and it just it just punctures his skull. Straight through, yeah. <laughs> uh, so is, much of you know this could have gone One wrong. day it'll probably be remade and it'll be rated R. You know, and it absolutely deserves to be. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think the the we'll have to do Home Alone two later or next year. Or I something, think so. But yeah, the that's where. The pain really happens. The bricks from the Ooh. building. I mean, you're dead. Shrek, it killed your man from Final Destination. One brick to the head. So, yeah, you know, that's it. Absolutely dead. 100%. There's no yeah. question. They, they both die in that film. Many times. Oh, we have to do Home Alone 2, Tim Curry. So I actually think Home Alone 2 is my favourite. I think yeah, I prefer it. They kind of built, in fairness to them, they built on something good. Neither of them are, and I will take the hit here, neither of them are the Godfather. I don't but think they were aiming very to be. enjoyable. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the whole subplot with Sofia Coppola there in the second one, um, and uh, when although to be it, fair, know, the less said about three, the better. So there's some. Well, yeah. Although that's interesting. That's something that we will talk about when we are off air and we are not bothering the poor people who are listening to us because I have something to say about that one. What, Home Alone three or Godfather three? Godfather three. Oh, the new cut that's just come out. Oh, cool. Well, why didn't you put yeah, that in it's the been news? Totally recut and everything. Oh wait, no. Is this where they forgot about it? All right, this is for the news. Is uh, this where yeah, they recut it into? No, because this is ages ago. Coda, the death of Michael Corleone. It's actually and they put it in order, chronological order. Sort of. They take some bits out, and no, I've, I've not seen it. Sorry, I read a uh, scene by scene, and a lot of the final third spoilers. A lot of the final third, I think, stays the same. Right. But a lot of the first half of the film, it's like a different film. That's awesome. Um, and yeah, and it's Francis Ford. Francis Ford, you know, Coppola, finish the sentence, Sean, uh, has got, he, he has done this. He's, he's got so, his stamp of approval on it. Yeah. Oh, oh, he's made, well, he made it. It's more, it's not oh, even... actually him. Oh, yeah, brilliant. he went and did it's it. It's not Jim Cameron approving the new Terminator film. It's like, mm. he's actually bothered it, to do it. Exactly, yeah. So if it is good or bad, it's his name on it. Like, cool. Oh, man. I mean, 
Thematic- I was going to say, thematically, I don't know how I fit that into the edit, but fuck it, it might just stay here. <laughs> I've just assumed it's going to be here in the episode, so please let us know in the comments if this is here <laughs> in the episode. Godfather, brilliant, great. Um, I think that's all about the film. I love this film. It is my Christmas happy place. Yes, there's bits of it that are slow, but it's... Ah, yeah, I mean, oh, it's, it's, you do spend the movie waiting for the murder hobo stuff at the end, but... For me, as I've grown grown older, it is the, the the sled man that really gets me. I love it. Yeah, gives me the, as you said, the heart of it. and the bit where the mum walks through the door, oh. and you know what she's done to get home. You so you forgive the horrific child negligence. Yeah, but you know, and you, nothing you, else matters. Yeah, and it's just the smile, and he runs to her, and yeah. it's all lovely. And then the rest of the piece of shit family get back. They're all um, shit, though. Like even Kevin's a little. Jerk. He is a jerk. Kevin is a little jerk. Look, is the a uncle was jerk. right. He is a little jerk. Look what he did. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we've managed to. Yeah, nobody's a winner in this film at all. Arguably, murder hobo because all he wants oh. to do is just use that sh- use that shovel for what they all think he uses the shovel, which for. is genius, isn't it? You actually yeah. do get to see him, but he'd be a bit of a murder hobo. Um, but and he's so softly spoken as well. He's like he's not. He's not the big scary man you expect him to be. Um, mm. But I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Warm fuzzies, warm fuzzies. If you haven't seen it, you probably should have watched it before now, but uh, it is just nice. It's it just is. a nice film. That would you be interesting, I mean? actually. If you haven't seen Home Alone, what do you know about it? Let, let us know on, mm. on the tweets. Um, please. You, I'd be fascinated to know if anybody of you managed to get through your lives not seeing Home Alone, but please watch it. It is I have looked at yeah I think you have to be a certain age I think if you're over 20 you've seen this film yeah gotta do, do. I mean? must have done um, cool well next week um, we have a special guest with us um, and I'm not going to tell you who it is but we do have a guest so look forward to that we're going to be talking about Elf yay and full disclosure never seen it I did I have, might have forgotten this, but yay, this Never is great. Seen oh, Elf. Elf is fun. I love Elf. Other than Anchorman, I'm not a massive Will Ferrell fan. Um, I think he's a bit over the top. But I've heard... I, I don't know anybody that doesn't like this movie, so I'm excited. I'm excited to watch it. Yay! Yay! Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, and I was about to say thanks, Sean, but then we, we fly into the joke of thanks for joining me, Sean. <laughs> You're welcome, mate. Thank you for joining me on my podcast. <laughs> too bloody right I'll get you on my podcast at some point as well yeah right <laughs> which one's your podcast again thanks everyone <laughs> bye bye thanks for listening to an Englishman and an Irishman go to the movies I at least would love to hear your thoughts on the episode Sean couldn't care enough to record this with me you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at English Irish GTM email us at an Englishman and an Irishman at gmail.com And check out our website, www.anenglishmanandanirishman.wordpress.com, where you'll find all of our previous episodes. You'll find me on Twitter, at galactic underscore Dave, and you'll find Sean, at Sean Ferrick. Thanks for being awesome, and we love you very much.